Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. So this episode, we are talking about instincts and this we're talking about the social instinct in this specific episode. And so what are instincts? So we're going to get started. Intro music. Let's go. Excited to announce my new partnership with BetterHelp. This episode is actually sponsored by BetterHelp. If you are struggling, BetterHelp can help. You'll receive 10% off the first month when you sign on using trybetterhelp.com forward slash do it. So I'm super excited uh, about this partnership that me and BetterHelp have um, entered into because in this point where everything that we're doing right now to connect with people is more virtual, it is so important mental health. I think that aligns perfectly with things that we're trying to do, things that I want to do, and um, anybody that I would refer or think that could be potentially beneficial to the audience. And I think BetterHelp is definitely one of them. BetterHelp is basically, it's online counseling or therapy. So you're able to actually get some counseling or therapy uh, depending on what's going on from licensed counselors and therapists around the country. And um, you get to be able to get some of that one-on-one mental checkup that you may need and BetterHelp is able to help you. So just go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash do it and you'll get a 10% discount for your first month. So what are instincts? Instincts are the animalistic part of us. We're talking about survival, group packs, and intimacy, the things that we need to make it uh, in life at the core without all the extra other things that have been attached to us as being like evolved human beings. Instincts are the first to react to something. When you're triggered, your instincts happen first. Way before your type actually gets there, your whole, your instinct acts first. So understanding your instinct is going to be very important um, and also how it blends with your type. Instincts do not negotiate. So instincts are not something you can be like, well, let's think about this. Instincts are animalistic. So either you lead it, you control it, or it controls you and overruns your life. So you have to be aware of it. And then you also have to be able to know that it's not negotiating with you. You have to be able to lead it and manage it in a very good way. And then instincts are stored in our gut. So you have the self-preservation, social, and sexual, um, as they're known as. And they're stored in our gut area. So that's our stomach, lower stomach area. And that's where that instinct is found. Um, and that's where we draw a lot of energy. And when it's triggered, it really makes us act really interesting um, in ways that can be detrimental to our friendship, relationships, and even ourselves. So why are they important? As I said before, we want to recognize and be able to manage them because when you don't see them, they are running your life amok and you don't even realize it. They're telling you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And you're just running around acting like that's just how you are and that's how things should be. But in actuality, you've been ran by an instinct inside of you and not being able to access your higher um, psychological abilities, mental abilities, and your higher emotional states. You're really just lying in the lower levels of um, emotion and in your mental space. And it's not really helping you to improve your life and those around you. 
And so today we're talking about the social instinct. What is the social instinct? Um, I'm going to read this definition from the Enneagram Institute because I think they do a wonderful job of talking about the social instinct because I think people get social instinct confused with being social when that's not exactly correct or having to be like very um, outgoing and extroverted. That's not exactly it. So here's the definition. Just as many people tend to misidentify themselves as sexual types because they want one-to-one relationships, many people fail to recognize themselves as social types because they get the false idea that this means always being involved in groups, meetings, and parties. If self-preservation types are interested in adjusting the environment to make themselves more secure and comfortable, social types adapt themselves to serve the needs of the social situation they find themselves in. Thus, social types are highly aware of other people, whether they're in intimate situations or in groups. They are also aware of how their actions and attitudes are affecting those around them. Moreover, sexual types seek intimacy. Social types seek personal connection. They want to stay in long-term contact with people and to be involved in their world. Social types are the most concerned with doing things that will have some impact on their community, or even broader domains. They tend to be a warmer, more open, engaging, and socially responsible than the other two types. In their primary relationships, they seek partners with whom they can share social activities, wanting their intimates to get involved in projects and events with them. Paradoxically, they actually tend to avoid long periods of exclusive intimacy and quiet solitude, seen both as potentially limiting. Social types lose their sense of identity and meaning when they are not involved with others in activities that transcend their individual interest. So when you think about that, the the whole social sphere, it's understanding that the wolf pack is greater than self. It's understanding that I am much better off if I'm with a group than if I'm off with myself. And I think about an example of just school groups when kids were coming up. I'm self-praise dominant, so I've never naturally like lend myself into going with like a whole lot of different groups to feel needed or to feel safe and secure. Um, but you know, you, you remember it's even in like movies and things. There's people who go with groups simply because that social ability in them, that social instinct in them is the dominant one. And so with that socially being dominant, that means that they are focused on making sure they are a part and understanding what's going on socially in the group. And with different groups, it also provides like security and safety for them feeling that I'm a part of a bigger group. So you can think about those little school groups where it's like, why are you friends with that person? And why are you with that crew? That has nothing to do with like actually being helpful or beneficial to you from what we see on the outside. But for them, it's an instinct to want to be with a group to be safe and secure. And so the social thing, it governs their needs for belonging and membership within larger groups in a community. Um, it's also known as navigating. And so that means like Mario Sicari, Sicario, I hope I'm not missing his name, but once again, but um, it's also known as navigating. He's kind of labeled it instead of social, but as navigating. And he defines it as focus on orienting to the group and on building alliances, creating trust and reciprocity and understanding where oneself and others fit into the group. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does going to work give you instant anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But 
Since you aren't going to quit your job, you should call Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving personal and workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, leadership, and conflict management, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace performance so you can improve your services and bottom line. You can reach Kaizen Careers at kaizencareers.com or 901-334-1644. So here are some facts for socially dominant instincts. Uh, They are focused on creating and maintaining relationships to build a sense of personal value, accomplishment, and community. Some of their priorities are interpersonal relationships, group participation. Some of their characteristics are healthy social types, typically maintain many friendships, feel a strong sense of social responsibility, and work to protect the group. They have a keen understanding of group dynamics and its emotional currents, and they're highly adaptive. Social instinct drives us to connect with others in ways that help us grow. Weakness, social types may develop an antisocial us-against-them attitude in an effort to determine who's on their side. They can maintain a sense of belonging at all costs. Since they thrive on community spirit, they may also over-adapt to groups and forget to think for themselves. And so that can also be a problem. I don't think I've, in self-praise, I've never really had that issue of thinking for myself. Sometimes I think about and for myself too much, uh, more than I should, and I should be thinking about the group. So when you think about it, that's the the pro and the con. That's an example I gave at the beginning. And when you think about people who are part of these groups and you become groupthink, and now all of a sudden, like they're moving with this group and doing exactly whatever this group is saying and doing because they believe this to be right because they're part of this group and it feels more secure and safe for them instead of thinking for themselves. So sometimes when you see those movies or you see like history and different things going on in time, a lot of times, sometimes it's pure instinct that people are going off of where they're doing something and going along with something that's very stupid or that's very harmful to people in general. Sometimes they haven't got to the point where they're aware that their social instinct has kicked in in a negative way. And now they're just going along with groupthink because they feel safer in it instead of being like, no, nah, I don't agree with that. Or no, that's dumb. Or no, that's stupid. That's hurting people. So we got to remember all these aspects are going on throughout our history and throughout our lives. And some of us can even be a part of some of those things that happen socially that we don't understand. And we're part of something like, wait, but I don't think that's the best thing. But an instinct in you is like literally physically sensations telling you that you need to be with this group because it's going to be safer. Don't worry about what you think necessarily. It's not safe to be out there just to think on your own and do on your own because you'd be alone. So we have to remember that all these things are happening with inside of us. And remember, instinct is in the gut, but it's also a felt sensation in the body. You know, when we talk about feelings, a lot of times we talk about emotions, but emotions are not directly just the feelings that we have. When I'm talking about feelings, I'm talking about physical sensations in the body. It's a whole different area which we have to pay more attention to because it's happening before our emotions and our thoughts kick in. So we have to be very keen and aware that they're actually happening to us. So some examples and traits that um, social types have include friendships, politics, rules, protocols, standards, social values, mores, uh, manners, uh, guidelines, gossip, inclusion, exclusion, appropriate or inappropriate, fame or notoriety, influence, civic engagement, clubs, and culture. So these are all things that will fall into the range of someone who is dominant in the social type that they would definitely be 
um, close with and understand deeply. Some of the other things include a social navigating this belonging, like we said before, re- recognition, relationships in groups, trust and reciprocity, power in groups and group oriented, group bonding, care, connectivity, loyalty, reading people, tuning in slash communication, participation, involvement and contribution. So when we think about um, social, if you want to think about the social Another example I would give you is the like the Asian culture is way more social than Westernized society and other cultures. So the Asian culture is about what is best for our society as a whole in general. So the mindset is to look at socially all of the different people. What can we do to make sure everyone gets the best type of thing in what's going on? The Westernized society is more self-preservation, more individualistic, more looking out for myself and my unit compared to the group um, unit and the community necessarily. And then Latin America is more um, a sexual, intimate, one-to-one, very personable um, society as well. So that's another example if you need one. So some of the ambitions of the social types include interacting, because remember, if you heard earlier, I said politics. So a lot of times it can be interacting with others to build personal value and achieve accomplishments. So it's like, how can I work this kind of status and this wrong to make sure I can possibly pursue so I can possibly get some success and fame um, through what am I what I'm doing? And so that blends in with your type. You have to remember that uh, some of their main concerns um, include a sense of personal value accomplishments, secure a place with others, status, approval, being admired, knowing what is going on in the world. So if you are a heart type and your dominant is social, you've got a lot, a whole lot when it comes to dealing with image, when it comes to dealing with um, status and understanding and admiration and appreciation. So you really have to be aware of this because not only is your type by nature having to deal with like all the image issues and like worried about and perceiving value through others. But now if your instinct is dominant and social, now you really have it kind of double fold having to work through it. Uh, Some of the stresses to social types include adjusting to others, being accepted, avoiding intimate situations. And so that's the interesting part too. Like they'll love a social gathering. And if you think about even if you're in relationships with somebody who is socially dominant, you'd be like, man, they're really good around people and all these different people. But when we try to be very intimate all the time, it doesn't seem to equate naturally like for an extended period of time. Um, And so you have to be aware of that too, because that can really stress them out at the same time. So for sexually dominant types, it can be difficult sometimes when they want to get more and more intimate, but you have a social type who's like, okay, this was good. Now I need to be with a lot of different people. You know, so you have to watch that balance. Some of the coping mechanisms that they use is antisocial behaviors. Because you antisocial behaviors is actually understanding what's going on socially. It's kind of like, the opposite of love is not hate. It's And so it's like not caring. Where the opposite of social is not antisocial. It's actually, I understand what's going on and I choose behavior that is going to be opposite of it. I choose behavior that's going to be different from it because I do understand what's going on, but I'm choosing to do something that's different than it. It's not necessarily the complete opposite necessarily because you understand what's going on over there. Um, poorly developed social skills, stubbornness, resentment and avoidance. These are some coping skills, um, some coping mechanisms that people that socially dominant types can actually use when they are not feeling up to it or when something that has really happened that's traumatic that affects their, affects and triggers their social dominant instinct. 
Hi, I'm super excited to tell you about a partnership I just joined in on. As an Enneagram coach, I understand the Enneagram helps in all different aspects of a person's life. A part of that journey can only be helped sometimes by someone outside of themselves, someone in the profession of counseling or therapy. So that's why I partnered with BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is basically a virtual way to contact and be in connection with counselors and therapists around the country. And at this time that we're going through socially being distant and a lot of being trapped in our houses or different things, even though it can be wonderful, a lot of times we may need to express something that's going on or things may be arising inside that we don't understand how to deal with. And so BetterHelp is a wonderful, affordable way to receive therapy and counseling in your home virtually. So if you are struggling, BetterHelp can help. You'll receive 10% off your first month when you sign on using trybetterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's D-O-I-T. So this information will be in the show notes, but this is a way if you do need some help, mental help and working through things, some emotional things, BetterHelp can definitely help. So here are a few questions to ask yourself that you may be social. And some of these questions are a little interesting, but really think about them because you have to think about your type as well. Are you a member of any organized groups? What role or position do you usually play in groups? Do you experience a sense of belonging to a community? Do you have a sense of social duty or sacrifice for the greater good? Do you gravitate towards being of influence in social relationships and structured community? Are you engaged in social issues? Do you follow the news? Do you participate in government or political groups? So that last question there would totally kick me out of the, I am involved in some social issues for sure, equity for youth. But at the same time, this is not at the top rung of my life. And so that would kick me out of knowing that social is my dominant type. So I'd be like, no, that's probably not my dominant type um, because it is huge. Like these questions you may like, if you say like, yeah, I'm pretty much like that. Yeah, you might not be your dominant because if you say, yes, that is definitely me, then more than likely, then it's your dominant type. So you would want to really pay attention to that for sure. And like I said before in self-preservation episode, if you listen to it, the story about trying to figure out if you're social between social and self-prez, I did an example about how um, me and a good friend named Tracy, we she's social dominant and I'm self-prez. And she had a story about how um, she was going to a Thanksgiving dinner. They didn't bring the right, they, they weren't cooking like food that she really wanted to eat. So she ended up bringing her own food. And she thought that was kind of self-preservation, bringing her own food because she wasn't going to eat what they had because she was on a certain diet and everything. But in actuality, the difference is she brought enough food for everyone there. She brought enough fish. She brought enough like dessert for everyone there, not just herself. And so that's very important to see the difference between like self-prez and, and social because she literally thought and it wasn't a problem to want to bring something for everyone there. In my self-prezness, I would just have brought food for myself and or I would have ate before I got there. And it doesn't in my mind cross anywhere to be like, oh, that's rude to do that. that that doesn't mean anything to me. It just means I'm taking care of myself. You take care of you. But that's a self-prez type dominant thought pattern. Um, and so socially, that'd be like, well, that's kind of rude if you don't bring yours. And so that's a whole different thing. We think about manners, procedures, protocols, etiquette. Those things do come from a lot of times a socially dominant type of um, thought space um, and feeling space about thinking about everyone that is involved in those situations. So that's very important. So some of the ways to kind of manage your social instinct is definitely breathing. 
So first of all, you've got to recognize it. So after you recognize that your social instinct has been triggered and you're really thinking hardcore about how I fit in with this group, how do my value look in this group, how do I look amongst these people, am I accepted? All these different things that come with the social space, you need to breathe. You need to get back in control of what's going on inside of you. And so you need to watch it. And then you need to question yourself, what is going on inside that I actually need to take a step back from and look at and try to approach in a more healthy way? Because now I'm going to go do something and try to be either overly social or try to be overly antisocial to make a scene or to create status or to have something dealing with the group instead of thinking for myself on what's the best thing for me at this time. So when social types are uh, in balance, some of the things they look skilled, uh, they're really skilled at reading people and situations. Uh, they consistently create and maintain connections and uh, with their intimate friends and colleagues, and they participate and contribute to their friendships, family, and communities in a very helpful um, and healthy way. Now, when they're out of balance, they are overly concerned with the opinions of other people. They fear uh, social mistakes and a loss of support. They have excessive focus on others or lack of awareness of their own needs. They're overcommitting or avoiding commitments. And social insecurity can lead them to avoid communicating or to dominate a conversation to cover up for feelings of inadequacy. Those are some of the things as a socially dominant type that you really have to watch for and definitely be aware of. And something else that's very important too when you talk about the social dominant types. One of the activities that Uranio Pius did um, at Beatrice Chestnuts and his um, workshop is that for social types, it's almost like one of the things that can be triggering is if you have a group of people and all together you're having a good time and the person who's socially dominant, you are cast away and you're made to sit away from the group while the group enjoys themselves, and you have to turn your back to them and sit that way. He um, mentioned that as being triggering for people with socially dominant instincts because they want to be a part of the social group and it means a lot to them. There's safety, security, uh, there's appreciation, there's value there for them. And so it means a lot if they are not able to be with the group, but in the room and feel like they're cast away and they cannot be amongst them. And so that's one of the things that's triggering. And so if that is something that triggers you or has triggered you in the past, you may be socially uh, dominant instinct. So I would be very aware of that and be careful of it because it is something to watch and to understand that in order to feel safe or to grow, you got to make sure that you are not swept up all the way in just social spheres and things going on there. You got to check in uh, more or less with yourself as well and make sure that you're okay and what you're thinking. And then sometimes move forward as a lone wolf. Every once in a while, it's okay to be that lone wolf, um, but socially dominant types can sometimes just roll with the wolf pack because I'm with the wolf pack. Um, and it feels safer. So just be be careful and be aware of that. And if you need help with that, I do subtype interviews. I do Enneagram subtype interviews. Um, you can contact me at Milton at KaizenCareers.com or just go to my website, KaizenCareers.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com where you can um, sign up and you can actually get a Enneagram interview from me. Um, I would love to do that with you. 
Um, so you can figure out the subtype and we can get down and talk a little bit more about it because it gets very specific with your type, how different it is from just a three in general. A, a social three is different from a self-praised three and it's different from a sexual three, all of them. So you have to make sure that you understand there are differences between all of them um, and that yours is very specific to you and it hits your pattern in ways that you will be surprised way deeper than just your number hits your um, your patterns in life. And then also I want to say um, podcasting is free for listeners, but not free for podcasters. I do have a patreon.com page. Uh, you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. And there you can help support to keep this podcast going, which helps me to pay for more of the costs that actually takes to um, run a podcast. And then I'm able to have more time to do content creation, run workshops, um, put different things out there because I'm trying to build a lot. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you have not already yet. Subscribe to YouTube as well. Um, because I'm going to start doing like some short YouTube videos that are going to be very helpful and practical. I'm super practical. So I'm always trying to aid people in that. And I also don't think YouTube yet has enough or really good Enneagram content for people. It's a lot of jokey, jokey stuff, memes, fun stuff, other kind of things. But I think it's important to put some things out there that are, that have gravity to them and weight. Um, because I really want to help people and make uh, the Enneagram accessible to um, a multitude of people, even if you don't have all the resources to pay to go travel and go get all these different like workshops and stuff. I want to make it accessible to like everyone that is possible who on the path to actual personal growth and self-awareness. Um, so it would really help if you subscribe on YouTube and share it and also share this podcast as well. So if you're socially dominant and things are looking really crazy and you're feeling your value, your personal value is swept up somehow in uh, your social sphere and you're feeling not too well about it and you're about to go respond in a way that's not going to be the healthiest for you, pause, take a deep breath, make a wise decision, and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.